0: Welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet, or anywhere.
1: I'm your host, Megan.
0: And I am, yet again, your host, Joe.
1: And we're here today to talk about episode 508 entitled, Famous Last Words. That's right. It's a good title. Kind of. It's a great title. Okay,
0: it's a good title. You don't
1: like it? That's fine. Famous Last Words? I mean,
0: it's it's a good title. Sort of ironic. Uh,
1: Okay. So, we start with a cold open... And we have a timestamp of 1969 Oxford University. What did you think of this cold open?
0: I mean, I love cold opens and timestamps. Mm-hmm. And um, it was
1: Roger teaching about famous last words.
0: Yeah. And this is sort of the interesting thing. I don't know the part of this episode I didn't get, especially watching this scene. Uh, but we'll hit on that later. But yeah, no, this scene itself I thought was good and interesting. Roger's hair looked weird. Uh, yeah, I
1: I my theory is that he is one of the only cast members who's not wearing a wig in the olden day times. He's act he actually grew his hair out. Right. And then for the flashback, it looked to me yeah. like they put his hair in a ponytail, flipped it under. Yeah,
0: they've got a kind of it's it's sort of tucked under in the back. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's the old the old up and under.
1: Yeah, it didn't look great. So why are you confused?
0: I'm not confused. I just don't think it really fits. I don't think the title fits. I don't think this the scene fits with what happens later in the episode but i could be wrong
1: is it because he didn't have any famous that's last exactly words? that's exactly right
0: yeah it's called famous last words and then they talk about his famous last words and he didn't have any last words so i guess it's sort of i mean clever question mark um i, I don't know but yeah so just kind of there
1: is a line where he says it's not what you say it's how you lived and the whole point about that moment when he should have had Famous Last Words, he had nothing to say. Also, he was gigged. Um, but he thought about her and his life with, with Brianna.
0: Yeah, I'm not blaming Roger the character. I'm just blaming the storytelling in general.
1: Well, well I really liked it. Um, I also like that while he's teaching about Famous Last Words, that Brianna walks in and and listens. And the reason I like it is that I, I really enjoy that they're showing another scene of the two of them together in the past because we didn't get enough of that. All we got was the two of them, you know, with friction and fighting and him trying to go too fast for her and her not being ready and then seemed like she wasn't really into him and she time-traveled and he followed her. And it's like, mm, I think that was one of the many grievous errors from season four.
0: Yeah, no, I, I do. I mean, I like all the... I mean, I was going to say the past stuff, but it's actually the future stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. I like all the future stuff more. Oh, I know. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I love it anytime they they shoot back to the, to the future.
1: Same. And it gives you a little bit more context. Like, they were in a relationship. They were boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. They were I mean, doing things together. She was showing up at his class. They were going to silent films. For him because he'd gone to some sort of engineering class for her right
0: is that was that what the deal was? i have no yeah, idea. And so she
1: had agreed to go to the silent film with right. him like to humor him but it's like yeah like sh- they were in a very serious relationship which is why when she traveled back in time it was dangerous and he followed her right, right. so i feel like we we really should have more even if they're just quick tiny two minute scenes it's yeah. like yeah they were in a relationship before Because the way that it was portrayed in season four, it almost seemed a little stalkerish and controlling instead of...
0: More than a little bit. Yeah.
1: Instead of like my... The person I'm in a relationship, and by the way, the only person he's in a relationship because he has no family, has just traveled back through time. I have the ability to do it. I think it's dangerous. I'm going to go help her.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So they agree to go to a silent film. Kiss... And then the opening was "Sing Me a Song," which you sang along to, which I really enjoyed.
0: It gets stuck in your head. It after does. You heard it a thousand times.
1: Um, and then the title card. What did you think of this?
0: What was the title card again? It oh, was it was the, the silent film, film projector, and it
1: said "Famous Last Words," developed by Ronald D. Moore. Yeah. Written by I'm, Danielle I mean, Bell yeah. who has never written anything at this point.
0: Right. It was. Well, and it was done in the style of an old-timey silent film, Mm -hmm.
1: which was... Actually, I shouldn't say she's never written anything. She just had... This is her first Outlander episode.
0: Okay. Um, It was in... I mean, it definitely was a good title card in the sense that it does what I believe the title card should do, which is foreshadow what you're going to see in the episode. And you definitely saw, you know, this silent film shtick, which... I I didn't hate the shtick. I thought it was very terribly executed, but the the shtick itself was kind of interesting. Why so. do you
1: think it was terribly executed?
0: They just didn't do enough with it.
1: What would you? What more were you looking for?
0: They just showed the same three scenes every, or the same three shots for the over and over for the entirety of the episode. I think they've they could have done a lot more with it and made it a lot more interesting.
1: So what you're saying, I agree, they really did replay the same three shots, but it's not exactly the same because it shows the title card where it's listing, you know, who it was developed by, who it was written by, the title of the episode, but then it actually, and this I found a bit jolting the first time I watched it, but the second time I quite enjoyed it, it moves into the episode as though it's a silent film, right when that moment when Jamie says get him down
0: right it also takes a super serious scene and makes it really campy and silly it looks campy and silly to me
1: so i think that's why i found it jarring the first time but after watching it the first time and realizing that in his head that's kind of how he was processing and interpreting the whole thing i didn't mind it the second time but the first time i agreed i was like this is a really serious scene and we've got sam Hewen saying well, you can't even hear what he's saying. It just has like he's breathing.
0: Yeah, and I mean, my only experience with silent films are and I mean not that I've watched any of them in their entirety really, but my only experience with them is like Charlie Chaplin mm-hmm, and Buster mm-hmm. Keaton yep. and and films like that that are they're silly, right? Yeah. They're silly movies and, you know, they're they're comedies and, you know, classics in their own right, but definitely not, you know, oh my goodness, a main character just got hanged and you know, but now he's he's still alive. Like that moment
1: should have been, I feel like you should have experienced it more when Jamie goes to like hold the body. And then because he's got his arms around him, he realizes he's breathing.
0: Yeah. Also, um, I already knew he was alive Mm -hmm. because you spoiled it for me last week. Yep. But, uh, if I hadn't known he was alive, I'd be way more pissed about it. Because it's like, really? This is how you reveal that Roger's still alive in like a Charlie Chaplin Saturday afternoon, you know, vignette? Like it's it, I, I don't I don't mind the shtick. Like I thought it was interestingly executed, but like I just think it fell so flat and dumb. Flat and dumb.
1: See, I disagree. Even, the, a first time, even the first time that I watched this scene i i did get welled up watching like claire put the tube so that he could breathe and brianna like she had her hands yeah. on either side of his face and she was leaning over and she's like i'm right here i'm right here i did feel like choked up even watching it in the black and white silent film because it's a huge moment and then when he kind of opens his eyes because claire gives him the airways to breathe because his yeah. neck throat and neck are so closed from the noose
0: Whew. yeah i mean it took i mean it it deprived Claire of an awesome Claire scene where she had to basically give him a tracheotomy with the with a pipe, uh, like the stem of a pipe. Mm-hmm. And uh, it deprived you, me of having to hear you talk about how bad Sophie Skelton was while she was trying to be emotional. Uh, I mean, that was something I missed out on for sure. Well,
1: you did because she's emotional later and I thought she did a great job in this episode. That's true, actually. You didn't complain I about her once. I have no complaints.
0: But I'm just saying, like they took a what should have been an emotional and also like uh oh wow really he's still alive moment and just was like you know like it was uh
1: well i think it's supposed to seem not not real because that's that's what was happening that's how roger yeah. in- it interpreted the whole experience
0: i guess i found the whole thing and also you know and i mean i'm sure the book club out there it was like rogers always loved the silent movies it's like i had no idea they've never brought it up before or if they have it was a throwaway so they just to have one line with brianna before and have her be like silent films and then it's like oh well this is something that obviously is like ingrained enough in roger's brain that it should be like the uh way that he processes his near-death experience slash ptsd makes total sense no it doesn't anyway uh so it's Flat, flat and dumb
1: well I, I thought it was great good so once once we get past that scene where you realize that claire has saved his life and of course she did because right i mean it doesn't matter he was breathing if it wasn't for claire being there he wouldn't have survived that correct you were caught off guard when it said three months later you were surprised at the jump at the time jump
0: yeah no i, I it was a big time jump and i, I didn't expect that at all Uh, Another timestamp. That's nice. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, no. I think that's
1: necessary too because we don't need – because it does get into it in the book. We don't need to see – I mean, the slow like physical recovery, right, right?
0: Like I mean considering how much sad ass Roger there was in this episode, mm-hmm. I didn't need the 3 months of it leading up. I got enough of it. Well, yet. and also
1: like do we need to see like I mean Jamie's already not in great shape 3 months after Murta's death. Like we need to get out of that day right. of Murta dying and oh, yeah. Roger almost dying.
0: Yeah, is Murta's funeral before or after the 3 months later? I can't remember. It's right after. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. We'll 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 get to that. So, um, yeah, they do three months later and they explain, you know, that he is physically fine. He's still not speaking. Brianna makes a cute reference. I thought it was cute to the fact that if he doesn't start talking, their son's going to be raised with American slang instead of, instead of, uh, instead of Scottish. So she's like, I'm going to make reference to sweaters, not jumpers. You better start talking, which I thought was kind of cute.
0: Right. Roger's not there for the cute.
1: No, he's not. He's not interested in the cute. So then Claire and Brianna say that they're going to go to Claire's to see Lord John who's Lord there John. for a visit. Yep. He's brought with him a trunk full of things. Wouldn't he be the best visitor?
0: He would be amazing. He would be like he's like Santa Claus. He brings like books and toys and presents for all the boys and girls.
1: Yeah, we need that right now.
0: We could I would <laughs> love to have Lord John Grey come to the house right now. Just bring bring your books, bring your toys, I need it all.
1: I agree. Wouldn't he just be the best visitor? He's already delightful as far as a human goes. He's very charming. And just like such great company. And then he brings with him all these things. And books. Books were as good as it got back then. That's right. To pass the time and entertainment. It
0: was like Netflix.
1: Yeah. When they leave, Roger starts having flashbacks to when he actually got hanged. And we see that Fugle, Buck, um took the flower did you notice that moment where he yeah and he puts it on his own chest to go to them to say
0: Fugle's a crafty mofo
1: oh he really is
0: yeah
1: um and it actually does look like major misfortune that he was hanged because they had a bunch of them and lord tryon just said pick three pick three like that's that i mean are we surprised that roger had bad luck
0: also like a dick move by Fugle. like he really wanted to like be a jerk ass about it like like that's classic
1: i don't think and i i will admit this scene disturbed me so i didn't look every single time but he wasn't there when roger no he got they, the when you, yeah he did so he doesn't know he doesn't know what happened to him he just was trying to
0: i guess yeah i don't know. maybe yeah maybe he didn't know they were going to get hanged
1: or maybe he did i don't know in any event, Roger certainly has a bad case of PTSD. I think that's obvious. Brianna and Claire discuss it. They call it war neurosis.
0: Yeah, shell shock.
1: Shell shock. You immediately turned and said, "It's obviously PTSD." They just didn't call it that at the time. I guess so. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like that this generation, Brianna and, and Claire, would have experience with it because of Vietnam, right? Right. I think that's when it really came to light. The whole idea of shell shock, like, what, yeah, what, what did they call it? Shell shock.
0: Well, I think in World War II or Vietnam, because Brianna told that story about a roommate who had a boyfriend that came back from Nam, and he had that, you know, like the I can't remember what she called it, like the four-mile stare or something like, like he was was there, but he wasn't there. Yeah. And that's where Roger is right now. Not
1: there. Then we have Jocasta singing to to Myrta's grave.
0: Yeah. So, sorry, I said this is the funeral, but obviously if it's that bar in the future it's obviously not the funeral like it's just sort of yeah on, i think this is the return. first
1: time that she could have appropriately come to say her goodbyes because she's a married woman and oh that makes sense we know that she's a 10 day ride away right so and she makes reference at some point she says to jamie um you know look at me here i'm i'm married and yeah. i'm weeping as though i'm a widow isn't right. that ridiculous and jamie says to her he wasn't my father, but it doesn't make it any less painful for me. Yeah. Which I thought was... Very heartwarming. A really nice a really nice character moment.
0: I, I also want to say with Jocasta, they've doubled down on the hair color. <laughs> They're like, we listened last week, and fuck you, Loinlander, we're going full red. We're going full red, like...
1: Strawberry blonde,
0: I would whatever. say. Whatever, strawberry blonde. A beautiful
1: like, strawberry blonde. You also said, because that scene is really sad, where yeah. she's singing to Myrta, and you said... They've shaved another 20 years yeah. off her. She's, she's Benjamin she's, Button. Yeah, she's
0: fucking Benjamin Button. Secret subplot <laughs> yeah. of Loinlander yeah. is Jocasta is actually reverse aging. Yeah. Uh, she's, yeah, it's it's like, it's ridiculous. If you go back to last season and look at her, she's like a white-haired old lady, basically. And she's just like, I don't know what she's like, if she's like, just eating well, doing Pilates. I don't know what's going on. Like a little hair dye in there. But like, she's just, the years are just shaving off Jocasta.
1: She does look beautiful. Yeah. So she and Jamie have that sweet moment and then they say goodbye and she says something that really hit me. She puts her hand to his face and she says, how careful we'd be if we can't which goodbyes were our last. And she's obviously referring to the fact that when Myrta came to say, I love you, don't marry him. She was like, get out of here. You're too passionate about things and I'm not interested in passion. I'm all filled up from passion. She
0: wishes she could be pin buddies with him now, doesn't she?
1: Jocasta uh, and your hair dye. That was very sad. Well, and she put something in Jamie's pocket. Do you remember it? It Was Was it the pin? Pin buddies for life. Meanwhile, breath of fresh air, Lord John. LGJ. Shows up. And oh, he has—he uh, brings a letter from Lord Tryon. Yeah, it's pretty important. It's an—it's an apology. Yeah. And uh, sorry, I
0: fucked up and hung your son-in-law. Here's five thousand acres of land
1: in the backcountry as compensation. Yeah. And I appreciate—I really right. appreciate this because he was more and more villainized as we went on, right, with this character. Right. But the it is very reasonable of him to send a letter that said, cause that is a huge and careless mistake. He was the captain.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's well, and it, it, I, I can understand why they would do it because it would like, I feel like they would be afraid that if it got out, that it would maybe incite another riot or group like the regulators. You know what I mean? Look what the, yeah. You know, look like what the British did to their own people and that sort of thing. But yeah, like 5,000 acres, that is, that is, uh, I mean, I believe the scientific term is a shit ton. That, that is, is a shit ton of land. That is
1: the scientific term for sure. Yeah. But you were impressed right away because Brianna's like, I don't want the land. I want my husband back. Maybe I do have a little bit of a complaint about, but that's the only one. Right. And, uh, you, I think you and I both were like, take, take the, the land. land. yeah. Like, Come on. You
0: can be, you can get your husband back and have the metric shit ton of land.
1: Yeah. And she stormed away and everyone just kind of sat there sadly. And you turned and said, I'm going to go on record and say right now that I'm not here for the PTSD Roger storyline.
0: And yeah. And that continued throughout this episode. Yeah, And I'm going
1: to go on record right now and say, as soon as the episode began, I thought to myself joe's not joe's not gonna like this episode oh,
0: ding 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 a right. piece
1: of information though a friend of mine who doesn't read the books she only watches the show and she says that this was the first episode where she cared for roger she said she finally cared and he didn't seem like mean and bullish and she said there was actually like depth to his character and that she was into him for the first time ever
0: i mean good i'm glad somebody is
1: yeah <laughs> I've always, I've always. No, been. you've always
0: <laughs> had a unexplained love for Roger and Richard Rankin.
1: Well, it's not unexplained. It's inexplic- uh, Roger, the character in the books, yeah. is very endearing, and Richard Rankin is a great actor. Damn. So. Um, Lord John comes out onto the porch to comfort Brianna after she's stormed away. And he yeah. gives her this, it's like half compass, it's half clock. It's astrolabe, it's called, yeah. What is it called?
0: Astrolabe. It's like an old-timey, like, uh, it's like an astronomy device that they used to use to both uh, tell direction, but also be able to tell the time just, you know, by the positioning of the stars and the sun and stuff like that.
1: I mean, back to Santa Claus, right? Yeah, no How? kidding, it's like
0: cool is that yeah and
1: only very well-to-do people i'm assuming would have that kind of thing Well,
0: i'm not um a hundred percent sure but by that it would have almost been like a more of a curio at that time because that's like an astrolabe is more like i would say like a 15 i mean i could be dead ass wrong here but i'm pretty sure that's like more like like Leonardo da Vinci kind of oh. times. Like, it's it's old school. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, so it would have been, like, almost more of a, like I said, like, more of an interesting curio than, okay. a, than an actual functioning item. Okay. Well, I mean, it functioned, but
1: yeah. So this was a really great scene between the two of them, between Lord John and Brianna. And in the last episode, that... Very short scene between Morag, Roger's ancestor, and and Roger. You said they had great chemistry, and yeah. I felt very much that way with Lord John and Brianna.
0: Even more so, like David Barry and Sophie Skelton have great chemistry. Like I don't know what's going on.
1: Well, there I will say I follow both of them on Instagram, and they are like, they are socially right. they are friends. Like, they must be pals. He posts pictures of the two of them together. She posts pictures of them at concerts, like with in groups because he's married with a kid. But right. I do think that there's definitely a friendship there and a lot of genuine affection.
0: Like they are very. Um, comfortable yeah. on screen like lord john gets right in there and like whispers in her ear and like he's all like well
1: she says because she i this is a really nice character moment for brianna because she he says do you know what this is and she grabs it and she's like yeah i know exactly what this is because right. she's so smart right yeah and then she adjusts it and she's like 5 30 and he leans forward and says five thirty-five, and i'm like guys and this she's is like, i know i'm like this is great <laughs> chemistry like i'm yeah. feeling it it's palpable
0: yeah no it's the man she should have been with
1: um and then you said lord john also hasn't aged a minute since we met him no for the record.
0: <laughs> yeah he also is a vampire apparently he looks exactly the same yeah as he did when we first met him Where where did we first meet lord john I was trying the, to remember that. In the that prison, was in it Ardsmair? Ardsmair. Yeah. I wasn't sure was the first time we saw him. It was. Him out, it was,
1: but. remember, it was his first day he arrived and right. he was, he was very young and the guy's like, see you later. Good luck yeah. with these guys.
0: So, but he doesn't look any older now. I mean, except for like the regular passage of real world time. He yeah, doesn't like look Maybe any, two years since his yeah, first cast. exactly. Yeah. Role. He doesn't yeah. look any older. You know, like when you posted that picture on our Facebook group the other day of him in a ball cap. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. He looks like that with a ponytail. With a ponytail. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah.
1: That's true. Um Jamie comes home there's a there's a nice moment with Jamie and Claire. He comes home, he's very drunk and Claire says, "Good job getting a hobby to distract yourself." Yeah. And he asks if there's any if there's any medicine for grief in her teas. Right. He is struggling he is a sad panda he is which is a tough combo in this episode because it's a sad sad panda episode, episode. Yeah. We got, I mean, we've got sad jamie we've got sad roger and then we are just about to reintroduce oh. a beloved happy-go-lucky character who is also very right. sad
0: and i also want to say speaking of spoilers so megan watches the show before i do mm-hmm. uh which is probably well established by now if you've listened to this podcast she watches it uh the first time the day before and then we watch it the next evening together uh so that day i was she was upstairs and i was down in my office and i'd come up to whatever get a drink or something and she had paused it and i looked in and i was like oh is that and i saw that it was in fact i could tell that it was young ian even with a cool guy mohawk haircut Mm -hmm. and i was so excited because i love Young Ian, as you know, and Rolo and the gang. But uh, yeah, actually, man, was, I was this a stinger. <laughs> Holy shit.
1: I felt so bad because it, it was just paused on the scene with Marcelly, and you could only see the side of his face. And you made some comment like, who's Marcelly talking to? And then you said, wait, is that Young Ian? And I felt so bad because it was such a spoiler. But then you said, don't worry. This makes me really excited to watch the episode. I was.
0: I was super so jacked to see Young Ian. Oh, my God. Debbie Downer should be his new name.
1: Yeah. So okay, so we've got Roger Downer, we've got Jamie, very sad. He and Claire hug. You doubted the size of the apples in It was distracting. DC. Those
0: are gigantic apples. They wouldn't have had apples that I mean, big. We
1: don't know. You're not an apple
0: I'm not a horticulturist. You're not no. a horticulturist.
1: Um then oh This is one of my favorite parts. There's a montage. They're playing that Ridge theme song and they're showing the daily activities of life, including chopping up chickens into tiny little bits and making candles and washing and hanging on lines and the music. If I could think of it right now, I would hum it for everyone. And that would be a real treat. I can't think of what it is, but it's so beautiful. And every time it comes on, I'm like, let's just watch life, like daily life. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I got it. Yeah, hum it nah, for us. Nah, 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 nah,
0: nah, 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 nah. It's a fantastic rendition. Nah, it's oh, just we're, beautiful. Okay, we're going to go more. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pardon the interruption.
1: Uh, <laughs> right now, Joe's like, I can't believe you did that. But it's so beautiful. And I just want people to know that whenever that theme comes on, I really I could watch it forever.
0: No, and it was like an old timey, like renaissance fair or something i know no renaissance but you know, like they were it was like going to like
1: they're just you know, they're, it's populated joe that's what it's like back then right, just like making everyone, candles exactly and shit. they're all working together yeah. that's just life to the with that background music it's
0: touching warms your heart warms the cockles of your heart doesn't it
1: jamie and clara arrive with a bunch of food including a delicious looking block of cheese
0: it's a good looking piece of cheese
1: um they're they are boiling water in a in a pot, it starts to steam.
0: Kettle, I
1: think. Yeah, a kettle. That's correct. It yeah. starts to steam, and little Jemmy goes to put his hand there. It's like, and
0: here's what I can tell you no. as a parent.
1: Yeah,
0: it's terrifying. Like, I knew as soon as he saw a kettle and a child in the same scene, it's like that's gonna that's wrong. Like my like dad radar was blasting. It
1: was. So was Rogers. Yeah. And in fact, he screams. I actually, I saw something on Twitter where Katrina Balfe wrote, he yells stop. But I thought he screamed don't.
0: I couldn't. It was like. He made, like he made a I noise. Couldn't, Yeah. It was like. a He
1: made a noise and pulled Jemmy. Right. And then. Um, Scared
0: the shit out of the kid.
1: Yes, he did. But then it was really sweet because he was trying to comfort him without talking. He was He's just like. like <laughs> <laughs> Jamie and Claire take jemmy out and they're playing hide and seek and who shows up and saves them from the wild boar even though jay had his knife out he was just gonna stab that thing in the head i guess
0: young ian
1: young ian and you said look at you sniper mcgee yeah i
0: was so happy young ian up on the hill he's got like his cool guy bow and
1: arrow and everything like that yeah
0: but then as soon as we see his face we can tell that he's debbie downer
1: he is debbie downer Jamie, Jamie needs this. He's so happy to see him and throws his arms around him. Uh, Young Ian doesn't really hug back. No. But Jamie says, you'll come, you'll stay with us tonight. And then he brings them back to the original bridge, like where Roger and Brianna are now living and Roger comes out. I said, he face acts the shit out of this scene. He walks up to Ian. They've only ever met that one time. When Ian
0: sold him to the Mohawk.
1: (laughs) Oh, I forgot. So, yeah, they met when... Because Ian was standing there watching Jamie beat the living shit out of Roger. Yeah. Ian was there for that.
0: Was he? I can't remember. Yeah,
1: because remember, Jamie's like, get him on the horse. And then Ian's like, okay, so they put him on. And then, yeah, he would have been there when...
0: He sold him to the Mohawk. But then,
1: more importantly, (laughs) also there when he said, take me instead.
0: Right. So Roger walks up some mixed feelings
1: no not mixed feelings he walks up and he's trying to say thank you right well, he but saved he him
0: but he looked angry at first you no, don't know where Roger's you... going with that
1: I do because Richard I Rankins read... is
0: angry he just no. has resting angry face
1: he's overwhelmed with emotion mm. and he does a great job and he's saying thank you with his face perfectly
0: okay and then he tries to whisper it in young Yin's ear and young Yin's like I can't talk right now. I'm an empty husk of a human.
1: So Jamie and Claire take Young Ian to their gigantic house. Right. And he's like, it's so big. And they're like, yeah, we had lots of people help us. I think must make Young Ian feel kind of excluded because he had helped them build that little house, right? The yeah. three of them built that from scratch. The Young so, Ian I love. Yeah. And it must have been kind of strange for them to be like, well, we live in this mansion right. now.
0: <laughs> we kicked that one over to Roger and Brianna.
1: Yeah. And then um, they say, well, you must be exhausted. Come inside. We'll have some drinks. We'll get someone to butcher that that pig. And he says, I'll, I killed him. I'll butcher him. Yeah. And Claire is like, of, of course you will. And you said, oh, he's like Tom Hanks in Castaway. He doesn't know how to live in society now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's totally true. It's totally true. It's just him and Rolo. Yeah, he he, he doesn't get it. It's like that scene, one of my favorite scenes of tom hank where they come back and they have the party
1: oh and it's all fish yeah and it's all seafood (laughs) after he's only like eaten fish
0: for however many years yeah like that's a it's kind of a heart-wrenching scene and i got the same vibe from young ian here where he just doesn't he just doesn't know like he's lived in such a completely different society and culture for how i don't even know how long it's been Obviously a long ass time. He's got that cool haircut and some face tats. And uh, Well
1: for all however old Jemmy is, right? Because Brianna right. was eight months pregnant with Jemmy when that happened.
0: So yeah, so he's been he's been out of it for a while, so to come back and probably see the biggest house he's ever seen. Yep. And, well, I guess that's Lollibrock was pretty yeah, big. Lolybrock was so nice. maybe yep. so but but still, you know, like it's it's gotta be different, that's for sure.
1: Then we have Marceline and Roger playing with tarot cards. And she keeps getting the hangman. And then he has another flashback. There are so many horrible so hanging many. flashbacks. Um,
0: and he's sad. He's sad. He's we skipped really over sad. another sad scene where after Jemmy almost where he he like to Jemmy and gets stops Jemmy from touching the thing like he has where Brianna's like, just talk to me. And he's like, he doesn't say anything. It's like,
1: we're not there yet.
0: Well, he was sad then too. But uh, yeah, yeah, so this is another sad scene where. I mean...
1: Well, and he throws all the cards onto the ground. And here's what I say. I am all for Roger's PTSD. But I don't like that he allows Marsali to bend over and pick up all of her cards off the floor. That's after he threw them down. She's very pregnant. And she's, huh. like, grunting. And she's, yeah. like, like it's picking not them her up. Fault. Like It's not her fault. It's not her fault. And he's just, like, sitting there, like, shaking. Granted. But, like... I don't know. I didn't think that was like a great character moment. Like Roger, you've had a wife who's pregnant and you're also from like the 1970s, practically, like be a little bit respectful. She's nine months pregnant. You've thrown the cards on the floor. She has to pick them up and you just sit there while she like grunts and squat. Like it is hard to bend over when you're pregnant.
0: I've seen you try. Anyways,
1: didn't love that didn't love that moment for Roger, but no he's he was just, also he was in his own head right he didn't he probably didn't even realize that that's what was happening
0: like it's like I am not here to downplay or belittle personal traumatic experiences, but uh, you like know being and,
1: gagged and not having a bag put over your head and hung like that off a bucket
0: hanged and hanged. uh but uh. Yeah, but, I mean, when you consider all of the terrible things that have happened to a vast majority of the characters in this show, like, Roger is for sure taking it the worst. Oh, like, Jamie I mean- has had countless, literally countless, because I don't want to count them, horrifying things happen to him in his character. He's had some, some low moments, some down moments, but, like, God... Like, he sucked it up and he went forward. Claire, Claire's had a ton of horrible shit happen to her. Season one, every time she met a dude, he tried to rape her. <laughs> I know. Except for Jamie. Yeah. And Murtaugh. Yeah. But, but, like, you know, like, she's been through some awful, awful, horrible shit. And she, like, persevered and toughed it out. Brianna, I mean, she's been through some truly awful shit. Yeah. I mean, th- there's been, like, just this this show is, like... Fergus? Fergus, Fergus got his goddamn hand cut off.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, he was raped by Blackjack.
0: Right. There's a lot of horrible things. You know, like just eh, so just like in the through the lens of Outlander and the characters that Roger is surrounded by, he is just like overly wallowing in his own self pity.
1: I don't think it's a choice, though. I don't, I don't think-, think it's a
0: choice either. But I mean, like, it, it comes across that way to me, compared to how like tough, I guess, is for lack of a better term, all the other characters have been with their personal traumas. It makes the way Roger is act, the way that Roger is acting, seem worse. I guess not worse, but like. Less tolerable? I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Because I don't want to be insensitive. That's not what I'm trying to get at. Well, Jamie really
1: struggled after his uh, week in Dungeon with Blackjack. Don't you remember? I don't think you do because...
0: That was pretty heavy. And for a long time. (laughs) Like, I do because you didn't watch it. And I did. You left the room. I watched (laughs) it. And that's some heavy shit that happened in that room. I'm going to go ahead and say that is some heavy ass shit. And, like... He recovered. He recovered. And, but
1: it took a long time. All of season two, he was still struggling.
0: I mean, he wasn't happy about it for sure, but he wasn't just like sadly sitting in a corner, not talking and like throwing pregnant ladies cards on the ground and not picking them up like a pissy bitch. Like oh. it's like, oh. you know what I mean? Like that's so there's a difference between experiencing trauma and just being like a dick, which yeah. is what Roger was being. He's being I mean, a that dick. wasn't
1: a great moment. I feel like you didn't even notice it until I just brought it no, up. No, but... I did.
0: I totally noticed it, for sure. I forgot Marsley was pregnant. That's extra dicky.
1: So then we have the moment where Brianna and Roger are sitting across the table, and she says, talk to me, Roger. I know this is hard. And she does, Sophie Skelton does such a good job in this scene. She's like, I'm sure it was awful, and that you were scared. And I understand that. And she's like... You know, then she tries to relate. Like she begs, she yells, she relates. She asks him so many questions. Are you coming back? Are you going to fight? Are you going to respond right. to me? And
0: she's basically saying when I'm like, she's sick of it too.
1: Yeah. And you said, I can't believe we lost Murta and kept this.
0: Yeah. Thanks, book readers.
1: <laughs> well, this is based on the story. This, all of this happens in the story.
0: Yeah. Well, whatever. I miss Murta.
1: We, I do too. I mean, I think we all miss <laughs> Myrta. Then we have the dinner. The dinner scene with um, Marsily and Fergus on either side yeah. of young Ian. And Jamie and Claire on opposite ends of the table. And uh, Brianna. And they, you know, Claire asks young Ian if he has plans to return north back to the Mohawks. and And he says no. no. Because he seems so... Grumpy at all the questions that are being asked. Marsley is...
0: Well, uh, Marsley and Fergus are both like super loose and cat- they're like leaning on their be? chairs. Like and... this is
1: entertainment. Like right. they have... They, first of all, Marsley and young Ian go way back yeah. to Scotland. Well, well so does and Fergus, Fergus. And young he Ian were up...
0: bros. They were booze yeah, up... running together. They yeah. were... They had their own little like... Moonshine running business and remember? Yeah, but even
1: before then, they grew up, like... Fergus grew up in Lollibrock. Yeah, so these are old old friends, right? So it makes sense that they would be this candid with him. Like, tell us everything. Like, just what happened. And he is very subdued. But as soon as Claire can... Because Claire's like, he's obviously going back. But as soon as he says he's not, Jamie takes, like, one beat and then says, uh, Okay, great. He... And he, he basically he assigns a task for him. Yeah. So he turns to Brianna. At first I'm like, Jamie, you're really just jumping topics here. And he said, So are you guys good with the, uh, with with those acres? Because Young Ian can yeah. show you I was like, how you help to, helped do to this. survey yeah, you were the land you're super helpful you can... to us. So and then he said, Will you do this for your cousin? It'd be a great help to Roger and to us.
0: <laughs> and Young Ian's like, uh, no. Maybe. And Claire
1: says give him time to think about it and then there's this great look jamie looks at claire like and says like he's fucked and claire looks back and is like yeah, yeah i know
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that was good face acting it was yeah. it was yeah. really
1: good and those two are such a team at this point great chemistry yeah, yeah. so um then we have the silent film and <laughs> this is this is what i hear from beside me silent film i got hanged blah 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 kick boom cry <laughs> That's what it was.
0: (laughs) At that point, my sympathy was gone. It
1: was. And then we see that young Ian can't sleep on the bed. You said it was a sad shit McGee episode. Jamie finds him sleeping on the porch and he says... More castaway. Yeah, more castaway. He says, we're overjoyed that you're back. And you seem out of sorts. (laughs) And uh, you were... Like, at this point, really confused. Like, what happened? What's yeah. wrong? Well, he we asked
0: Young Ian, and Young Ian basically says, I'm not ready to tell you. Uh, you and Auntie Claire or you and Claire both have secrets.
1: Which is when you asked, does he know that they time travel? But he doesn't. Right. He just he knows, knows they have secrets. They have secrets. He knows Auntie Claire.
0: For sure has secrets.
1: Disappeared for 20 years. All right. Came back and has Jamie's daughter. And it was all cool. And it was all cool. But yeah. also his parents were not cool with it. Jenny right. and Ian didn't. No. Were not cool with it. I miss Jenny. I honestly. Old I was Ian. Thinking, I was thinking about Jenny. Is I miss he, her too. Old Ian would come back in a heartbeat.
0: Is he old Ian or just regular Ian?
1: I don't know. I hmm. think either either. I think he's Ian until young Ian's born and then it's old Ian and, and young Ian. Maybe. Marsley and Fergus then have a scene on the patio, on the porch, like on the front steps of the big Fraser's Ridge porch. Yeah. And Fraser's porch. Fraser's porch. And he says something about kids because her, her oldest comes up to talk to him. And you immediately said he lost a kid, which yeah. is your nightmare. You hate all stories that oh, of course. That involve... It's horrible. Yeah. It's obviously what happens. It's why you've never seen all of season two of Outlander.
0: Sophie's <laughs> Choice. Forget about it.
1: Oh, you could never. Yeah, oh, you could n- you would you would die. I feel like a part of me died the day that I saw the clip from Sophie's Choice. I haven't even seen the movie. Oh. I saw the important clip and I have never recovered. Right. So, back to the conversation. We now get the feeling that Young-Ian has lost a child. You started asking me a ton of questions which I did not answer because I don't want to spoil anything for you. Also, my memory on this is fuzzy. But I know that it was very, very sad. Um,
0: He's very, very sad. He
1: is so sad,
0: so sad. But
1: I loved the scene with Marsley and Young Ian because it's a reminder that they're from the same community. They grew up together. They know each other's families back in Scotland. And there must be, I mean, all of these brave people who immigrated to America during this time period, I love that moment where Marsali says, you know, I really miss my sister, Joni, but sometimes I feel guilty how happy I am here. Yeah. It's because of the music that they play. That music represents happiness. The their, monta- music. their
0: their work montage music?
1: Yes. It's just, it's, could she, be. It could she be. loves Fergus and she's, she's got family there. Like this is a good life for Marsali and she fits right in. They value her. They love her. She's going to be a doctor. Pretty much. Her mother was Larry, so she's done a lot better now. Yeah. Meanwhile, Brianna says goodbye to Roger. She makes him a paper airplane, throws it at him, walks out. You said you actually liked this scene.
0: Yeah, because, uh, I mean, I thought it was interesting because the paper airplane, she tried to play it as a metaphor. Like, basically, she said that, you know, the, the paper is what it is, but, I mean it can shape and yeah you reshape it and then it flies right like like and that was what
1: reference to her engineering degree exactly
0: nice thank god uh (laughs) better than her waving some sheets at some smoke uh so you know it was it makes sense like basically she's saying you used to be able to sing and that was your gift and then roger starts crying and then uh which makes sense because the singing was his gift and if you lose that that would really suck uh but uh Yeah, like basically she's saying, you know, you need to reshape yourself and be something else and then you can fly. Uh, You know, which is, I mean, it's it's like sappy, but it makes sense, Mm -hmm. right? And then Roger's all like, wah, wah, and she storms out. But Roger takes the airplane and puts it in his magical leather bag and then leaves.
1: Well, Roger loves Brianna. Obviously, he would not be where he is if he didn't, right? Right. In any other situation, you're like you know what you're pretty but bye like i'm going back although what does he have what does he have in 1972 i don't know not much i guess electricity running water yeah better hair toilets yeah the beatles the beatles yeah can't sing along to them though not anymore so he and Young Ian go and they spend a bunch of time. We don't need to go scene by scene, but there's a moment where he looks at Young Ian's um, bracelet and you can tell you're like, oh, that's a sad bracelet. What's that's happening? His, yeah. What's happening? I think these two actors also have good chemistry considering Richard Rankin's not speaking at all. They have like a comfort level with each other, which I really enjoyed. Did you pick up on that?
0: Uh, kind of. Well, with the the other thing that I felt found interesting about that in retrospect is I thought after the end of the episode, is that he gives, um, I don't know if he gives it to him, but he hands Young Ian the astrolabe, and he looks at it, Young Ian's like, oh, well, do you trust me not to break this, and stuff like this? And was he giving it to him because he planned, he, like, thought maybe he would off himself? And he's like, maybe I'll just give this to you as, like, a going-away present? I don't really understand. It was weird. That was was weird, weird, but there was
1: a nice moment during their time together when Roger had a nightmare. In the middle of the night. And he sits up and he's like panting and freaking out. And all Young Ian does is he sits up, he looks at it. What's it called? The Astrolabe. Yeah. And he says, wherever you thought you were, we're both still here. Yeah. Like, you're fine. And that's all he says.
0: And Young Ian obviously like smells a sad ass kindred spirit in Roger.
1: (laughs) He really does. You know,
0: like he's, he's in it. They're in it together.
1: Yeah. So, um... You know, we learn that Claire's missing a bunch of very potent, poisonous herbs. Did you assume it was Roger or did you think maybe it was Young Ian? Normally,
0: I, th- I, I thought it was Roger at first because he's been so damn sad. Right. So I was like, oh, did Roger take the hemlock and, you know, is he going to do something stupid with it? He did. not I know he doesn't because. Yeah. He lives in the other books. So
1: he contemplates suicide. He stands at the edge of the at the edge of the cliff. He looks down. He has that same flashback. But now it finally transitions from silent screen, black and white to reality. He's accepting what happened. And then through accepting it and seeing it through reality, he also remembers that he didn't say anything, but that the last thing he saw was Brianna.
0: Right, Brianna's...
1: Smiley, 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 smirking face? Almost
0: smirky, like, haha, you dead bitch face, yeah.
1: But uh, I thought it was interesting that when he pictured her, he didn't picture her from the 1960s. No. Like, wouldn't he?
0: Probably, but, I mean, it's just easier for them to lift a shot from earlier in the episode or shoot it that day uh, when she's all made up that way. Uh, but... Um, Yeah, that kind of bugs me. It's like the same way that, you know, a lot of times in movies they'll show a picture and it's obviously just like a frame from earlier in the film that Mm -hmm. they've taken and framed. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. lazy. But whatever. Uh, So, yeah. So, that, that happened.
1: Yeah. But through that, he accepts, you know, he accepts what's happened to him. He pictures it. The way it occurred, we don't see the silent film again. And he right. throws the airplane
0: off the off cliff and it flies away, like his new life.
1: He goes to sleep, he wakes up, young Ian's missing, he's left Rolo. That's when you realize that it was Young Ian that took the herbs. He puts them in a pot to inhale or drink. Roger kicks it off. You were annoyed because you're like, How would he know what was in there? But I think he had been watching Young Ian sort of prepare. Yeah.
0: It's just another story. He silly has this thing. big
1: confession. Yeah. Roger actually speaks. Cause he was talking about his wife and Roger says, what was her name? And Roger says, is she dead? And young Ian says, no, but she's lost to me. I'm mean, to be honest. I thought they were both dead. I knew he had a wife and a baby when he was living with the Mohawk. I thought they both died. Maybe the baby just died and his wife went cuckoo. Fair enough. I would too, but that kind of caught me off guard. And then I'm like, well, if she's not dead, are they going to get back together? Because I was kind of thinking that maybe there'd be something with him and Lizzie because she baked him his special.
0: Lizzie was into (laughs) that haircut she wanted. She was like, I love you. Your face tats Your wicked, new, rugged hairstyle. Lizzie is all up in that.
1: All about it. Yeah. They sort of they, they bond. They connect. They agree to move forward together. Right. They come. They they ride home on their horses. I pointed out, it bugs me, that if you watch them, Richard Rankin looks more comfortable on the horse than Young Ian. And that seems like a discrepancy to me. You defended Young Ian and said it was because he was pulling the other horse. But I feel like he should be so comfortable on that horse regardless. But it looks like maybe Richard Rankin had a better horse trainer than Young Ian. So, I don't know. He comes home. Brianna. Hi, Brianna. New mother. It's just sitting by the fire reading a book. Yeah. Probably one baby? of the ones that John Gray brought. But yeah, exactly. Maybe the Where's baby was sleeping. Who knows? The baby. This is not a realistic mother moment as far as I'm concerned. No. I never. We have a fireplace. I never sit by the fire and read in the day.
0: Anytime. I've never seen you read by the fireplace.
1: I know. I never do. We should I start. would love to. Yeah.
0: Maybe you can read what's after the fiery cross. Yeah, the burning loin what's coming echo next echo in the bone there it is. breath
1: of snow and ashes whatever he says Brianna she's stunned and then he says and it's so cute don't tell me you're at a loss for words now come on come on that's adorable that's a cute line
0: so cute except for the fact that Brianna should have been like sorry wait you could have talked this well and this clearly the whole damn time and said you were sitting there sad and alone not saying shit you asshole
1: no Then he goes on a bit of a diatribe and he's like, I don't know if this was supposed to be funny, but I kind of laughed. You didn't. When he's like ranting about what bad luck he's had and he goes, my own ancestor tried to kill me. Maybe I wasn't meant to exist. I don't really understand that line. Is that supposed to be funny?
0: I mean, no, I don't think so. But that's pretty, pretty on point for what we're talking about.
1: And then he says, I will always sing for you. Yeah, where did we we missed we skipped we skip the part we skipped where she the sad sang, singing
0: shit. That was She's
1: saying, "Oh my darling Clementine." Right. Flawlessly yeah, by and the perfectly, way, which once bugged Once again me.
0: crushing Roger and whatever she decides to do.
1: Yeah. Um and he says, "I will always sing for you." Right. And then they kiss. A little unclear. Like is he saying like in my heart? but I can't actually sing anymore. And then the credits roll, and it's the two of them singing, which I loved. I thought that was really beautiful. You turned it off and said it was the worst episode. (laughs) It was. It was a very Roger-heavy episode, so I guess it's not surprising that you thought it was the worst episode.
0: It was... It was sad shit McGee festival, whatever. It was like, it was just... Not my cup of anything, tea or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the only good thing about it is that it all wrapped up by the end. Right. So we can move on.
1: Yeah. So Young ians back and he's yeah. hopefully not going to be sad shit I mean, anymore.
0: If he's got a dead kid, probably still like a mm-hmm. little bit sad, well, I would Jamie think. Jamie
1: and Claire have one too.
0: That's true. And again, like, <laughs> tough that shit out. You know, it's hard, but I mean... And I mean, this isn't, by the way, when I say this stuff, I'm in no way reflecting it onto real life, actual experiences. Mm -hmm. I'm just talking about the way the characters are portrayed in the show. Just to be totally clear. I'm not like
1: a heartless asshole. No, especially with that kind of thing. Right. So I will just say, I read an interview with Richard Rankin. The guy that was interviewing him was like, so, because he's almost in every scene of this episode and he was saying like, so you're pretty... Like, are you caught off guard at all about like what a main role this is for you since you didn't show up until the final episode of season two and Richard Rankin, maybe a little arrogant was like, no, I always knew what this character was. When I accepted it, I knew that it was a main character.
0: Well, yeah, it's pretty, I mean, that's not that hard. Like, I mean, if that's just a shitty question for an interviewer to I thought ask. I so too. You don't even need to read the books. You can just go on Wikipedia.
1: Well, and, and he said, actually, the funny thing is, is he'd actually, in the very first, because he's from Scotland, so obviously they were looking for lots of Scottish actors to play the Highlanders for season one when no one knew anything about it. And he had, I was going to say applied, he had auditioned for, I don't know if it was like Rupert or Angus or one of them. But he hadn't gotten it. Really? But I guess they'd seen him and they were like, there's something else we want you to come back for. So then he read, he read up to book five. So when he auditioned for Roger, he was very aware that this was, even though he was auditioning for like a small part at the end of season two, he was very aware that the role evolved. And I think will continue to evolve. So Richard Rankin's here to stay. Thank
0: goodness. (laughs) Great. Yippee.
1: What would you give this episode out of 100? Four. Okay. I think I would give it 89? Really?
0: 89? Really? 87,
1: maybe? 87? I liked it. I thought it was a really well done episode.
0: The last episode you gave like 125, I think you that said. That was
1: because we were recapping the wedding episode. No.
0: the I thought, I thought the last... Like no, the, actual... the one with
1: Myrta, I think I gave like 100. I thought that was a, the oh, final... I thought it I can't was well remember. over
0: hundred. But anyway, it was it was it was high. Yeah. Saying so, I know you love this episode, so I was just I was surprised that I thought we were going to be hitting hitting the hundy peak again. I didn't.
1: I mean, this episode was very good, but I wouldn't say it's like my favorite. Okay. But I thought it was well done, very well done. And I am fine with a Roger heavy episode if he's being portrayed in the right way, which I think they've they've kind of gotten back on track with. Um, who is your MVP? Um,
0: I'm gonna give my MVP in this episode to Rolo. Uh happy to see him back. No, I I think uh I mean it was young Ian. Yeah. That, Cause it's like he was super sad too. Um but I think that actor just played it better. Like he just played like you we talk about face acting the shit out of things, and it's like whenever you saw him, he just Like he just radiated, like he wasn't just sad, he was like an empty shell of what he was.
1: As you would be. You know,
0: it was almost weird when he started talking uh, in the scenes that he talked, because then you would hear his voice and you're like, oh no, that is young Ian's voice. But you almost expected him to just speak. Like he was almost like a completely different person.
1: Can I tell you that I felt the exact same way? And I didn't even realize it until you just articulated it like that. Like when he came down after shooting the boar and he came up to Jamie and Jamie was like, oh, what? what's how great it is to see you. How are you? And he responded in English with his accent, with his Scottish accent. It threw me off. Cause like you, I was like, well, he's not gonna, he's a different person. He's going to speak in Right. Yeah. In a yeah. Different language. He. Yeah. He,
0: so. So. Kudos to that actor for taking that character and basically, you know, because other than you know uh, a haircut and a, some face tattoos and you know that snappy coat, like he was, you know, he's the same guy, yeah. but like he, just in the way that he carried himself and like the way his expressions were, like he completely transformed that character. So good. Good on you whoever plays young ian?
1: Yeah. Do you want to know who my I would be? love to know Are who you ready it is. For this? I
0: mean, I can only imagine. But anyway, who is it?
1: Brianna. What? That's right. No. Yeah. That's right. What
0: everyone. is this? Is that one of the seven signs of the apocalypse, I think? What what happened? Why?
1: I don't know. She she had me in this episode. I cried when she was hovering over Roger holding his face as you as Claire performed the Tracheotomy? tracheotomy um during the charlie chaplin sequence yeah really and then i really like i was just right with her when she was talking to him about her trauma and relating to him and i uh yeah and i loved mm. her with lord john i mean they're great together yeah okay uh favorite scene
0: i it, that scene with her and lord yeah. john on yeah. the on the porch yeah uh, they just, they have good chemistry and it was the only kind of uh, entertaining and fun scene of the entire episode. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to pick that one.
1: Okay. Mine was the, um, Fraser's Ridge music and montage. <laughs> Sorry. Obviously. That's another, the other fun scene. Yeah. yeah. Least favorite scene. Ooh, hard to pick. Oh, for you, I not, would imagine. not.
0: It's, I mean, all of the sad Roger scenes together okay. were basically just one long scene. I couldn't end quick enough. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, I, I'd had enough after the first one and then they just kept literally replaying the same scene over and
1: over. I feel the same way, actually. It was too many times. Yeah. Understanding PTSD, it was too many times.
0: They really dropped the ball with that whole silent film thing. Like it was...
1: See, I disagree. I like the concept, but it was too many times. Or show a different angle.
0: It's like, here's, here's what I'll say. With the silent film thing where they, where I think they, they fucked up. Um... Is instead of doing that, if they were gonna do a cold open, instead of them going, instead of them doing the like the classroom thing, they should have been going to a silent film.
1: But they showed them going, like they showed the the whole being looped up and yeah, and
0: the thing. But I'm saying that scene should have been Roger and Brianna going to a silent and like have a whole scene at the beginning establishing Roger's love of silent film. You could still somehow because the whole famous last words thing like they it was it, it really made no sense to to how it actually played out um, for whatever reason. So it was a waste of a perfectly good flashback that really could have like um built up to that mechanic that that storytelling mechanic of the silent film thing and made it strong. Uh, but they didn't do that. Ooh shocking. Uh but but yeah, so I think that's where they could have made it better. And also they just they like the thing where they just like replayed the same four scene like even just like shoot it that's do it from different saying. angles. Yeah. Like, yeah. like like if you're going to replay the same scene over and over, at least shoot it differently. Like don't just show the same three shots yeah, over I agree. and over again. I like agree. like show us different different you know, you can you can move the camera, guys. Also, I found it kind of weird that Roger um reached up and only like grabbed the rope with one hand
1: he only I, had one hand escape the other one was tied to oh him. was it yeah. was it tied i so didn't did see that i see thought the scene where he like i, I, released I, I, I thought
0: he'd loosen them both so sorry i didn't notice that but yeah so he got one hand up there um
1: which good job on him
0: yeah well yeah obviously you would have would have indeed
1: yeah. yeah all right all right well that's the episode
0: that is that episode for sure uh
1: Tune in next week for more exciting commentary Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> That's
0: right. Exactly. Maybe I'll like the next one. Yeah. Maybe it'll be all Lord John Gray's side adventures.
1: <laughs> Maybe. That'd, That'd be, be cool. great, wouldn't it? All right.
0: And before we wrap it up, I just want to say that you can also contact us um, on a couple different ways. You can contact us and tell me how wrong I am uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, on Facebook uh Loinlander uh, Podcast and Loinlander Podcast Group. Uh on gmail at loinlander at gmail.com or on the twitter at loinlander
1: well done thank well you done.
0: thank you and that is it yet another episode of loinlander in the books
1: have a good week everyone talk yeah. to you later have a good night bye bye How to get back in time.